The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy 88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy 88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. سبحان فالق Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This pro wrestling right here, man. This pro wrestling's in our soul. This what we was created to do, man. Tell me a story you've heard it many times before. Look into my eyes, you've seen them. You've opened up the door. This company has been my life. Ring of Honor is how I feed my family. When you walk down that dark alley, brother, you want to know who's got your back. And I'm telling you, that's family. That's family. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, man, up, baby, man, man up, man up, man up. My dad's crazy. Fire, my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
We love every single one of y'all. And this might be the end of an era, but it damn sure ain't the end of the Briscoes. Look into my eyes, you've seen them, you've opened up the door. Reach for the sky, boy. was the leader. He was the play caller 
of the team. Jay, Jay may have been the older brother, but Mark was the strategist. Always thinking. Great maneuver by Mark Briscoe to take himself out of jeopardy for the pin, and then the charts continue to the Richie Johnson. Lethal knows he has Mark in trouble. He's hit his finisher. I mean, how many people have we seen him eliminate people with that lethal injection? But Mark is still up because he knew what was happening. His ring savvy and ring awareness still has him in this fight. He defeated his brother Jay for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Second. Mark Briscoe laid out on the timekeeper's table. Uncharacteristic of Jay Lethal. But this is what Jay Briscoe would have wanted. He would have wanted the violence. He would have wanted the anarchy. <laughs> this is his favorite song, Violent Wrestling. I'm gonna say he's playing the wrong book. Uh, lethal no. He's walking right into Briscoe territory. Drop kick through the ropes. Mark, Br Mark Briscoe feeding off this crowd here in Lexington. Wow! Somebody call Bill Cullen because we got a blockbuster for Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe now. A little carnage in mind from Mark Briscoe. There you go. Whose house is this? It's Briscoe House. I remember back in the empty arena, Caprice, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Mark wasn't afraid to do this to his own brother. This is what we do, man. Nobody fights like family, but nobody protects like family. Throwing it back! Boy, love you, baby. 
Mark Briscoe, very emotional. And now, the locker room, they're in All Elite Wrestling, coming out to show their respect for a man who meant so much to, I mean, transcends professional wrestling in. It certainly does. The connection he made, the honesty, the integrity, the, the willing to look within himself to continue to improve himself as a man, a husband, a father, a human being. And you see the lives he touched. This is a cross-section of the lives he's touched here today that extends across the world. Absolutely. When you think about Jay Briscoe, one thing that reminds us about family, if you got family back home, man, stuff is too small to be bickering about, man. Call your family. Give them a call. You love them. This is what it's about. Jay was about family, man. He came in here, he performed, and he wanted to go home. He honored his parents. He took care of his brother. He loved his wife and his children. That's what he represented. He was a man's man. Whether you realize it or not, Jay Briscoe had an influence on what you love about professional wrestling. He will be missed more than you know. And you know what the silver lining is? Mark's 38 years old. Mark can carry, he's got the shoulders strong enough to carry the Briscoe name into the next 10 years, 20 years. We love you, Mark. We're proud of you, Mark. We love you, Q family, Briscoe family. Incredible moment to cap off AEW Dynamite tonight. Thank you very much for joining us here tonight on TBS. Coming up this Friday, 10, 9 central on TNT. Reach for it the will sky, be AEW Rampage. We love you, Jay Briscoe. Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. PWC. I might have to redo that one, Jeff, because <laughs> it just started recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he's always back every time I need him, every time I literally light up the sky with the evil dose <laughs> signal. Dr. Jeff Lehman always comes here to the rescue. Welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish, Jeff. And what's going on? Yeah, most heroes are shut-ins. <laughs> Shut-ins? Really? Damn. And uh, yeah, Chris again. I don't know, man. He, he never got back to me again. So, uh, Chris, where are you, man? You've got in my I don't know. I, I saw him on Twitter. You know, really? What, just now? Um, he posted something. Well, when I saw it, it was 19 minutes ago. So that was probably 10 minutes ago. So a half hour ago. Damn. Well, yeah. I don't know what's maybe going on personal. there. But maybe it's like Jaws 4, this time it's personal. <laughs> maybe. 
don't know if know. Listen, we're we're a team. Chris isn't here. Next man up. I'm the next man. That's so it. you're that's stuck it. with me. Let's let's start skirmishing. That, that's why Jeff is the. If there was an awards show right now, he'd be the fifth man award, hundred percent. But right. anyway, I'm, I'm the Pete best. <laughs> well, actually, you're in line for MVP too already for 2023. You could win both. I it could be your first, Jeff. Five, finally a peony. <laughs> hey, there we go. You know what? Next time we should do that. We should make a vote where the uh, listeners vote for who's their favorite uh, host or co-host and whatnot. Well, we we, we That'd can be give them a variety of categories and they can vote on it. And you know, and hopefully we'll get more than three votes. So that'd be good. Hopefully. But yeah. that's, that's later on, obviously. Um, well, let's move on to AEW Dynamite. Personally, Jeff, this show sucked, but because of Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal, obviously, you know, like they basically doing a tribute to Jay Briscoe. Um, I thought this show sucked other than that, man. Yeah, I mean, this was a one segment show. That segment was beautiful. Um, the rest of the show wasn't very good and almost nothing on it mattered maybe when we do the review i'll think of other things that matter but the only thing that i can think of that like was actually critically important in wrestling terms to to the story advancement was the uh brian versus brian match uh, brian danielson versus brian cage and mjf um but yeah this, this was about one thing and that was honoring jay briscoe aka uh well not aka real name jermaine uh, Jamin. 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 Is it Jamin? Yeah, Jamin. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jamin Pugh. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, listen, we, 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 we've done the RIPs. We did the tributes on plenty of shows. More last than week. once, right. Yeah. Hangover. Um, we did it on Dollar Club. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get maudlin. I want to see, seem insensitive to people who maybe are only listening oh. to the show. We, we've, we've done and said it. And, you know, we we, we don't, you know we, we tend to go along with shows and we're trying to work on that. Right. No, no, but you're right. We we t- if you want to hear what we really thought, go listen to any show from last week because we touched on it on pretty much every yeah. single show. So yeah, let's we're not trying to be insensitive, it's just it is what it is. This is a week later, and still, like we've always said, RIP to the Pew family because yeah, it's a tough one and it really hit home for sure for everybody. Anyway, Jeff, let's get into Dynamite proper though because we're coming from the what is it, the Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, named, named after uh, yeah, the, the legendary coach. Okay, what college coach or yeah. yeah? Okay, I figured. Well, speaking of legendary, but not really. We have our first matchup. God damn it, Jeff. It is Action Andretti oh. and Absolute Ricky Friggin' Starks versus Les Six Gods in Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Ugh. I'm so over Action Andretti. And to be fair, I'm so over Ricky Starks too, man. Yeah, and the Jericho appreciation and the Jericho yes and they dress the same except Danny Garcia didn't dress the same but that but you know usually in wrestling that's some sort of signal this time it wasn't any signal he was wearing the the leather pants again I mean but you didn't have you know no Jake Hagar no no uh, Ty Mello no no Anna J.A.S. no yeah no Hackboy um, (laughs) and no uh, 
you know, two point when Angelo Parker and Matt Minard, they're not there. So, you know, they're not even in full force, which, you know, probably, you know, well, I, I, that's, that's all right, Jeff, because they gave us a strip tease. Yeah, they did. They, they, they give us that. Um, I don't know. I, you know, this is silly. Ricky Starks, I've, I've always had some concerns about him and people were, have been calling him a star for years and, and I see it every now and then and I, oh, and I do and I, and I, and you know, he's, he's too slim and narrow for me. He seemed to be bulking up when he was with Hobbs, but now he seems to be thinning down. I think he has, there's some injury concerns, but they were going to try to do something with him, but they made the mistake of making him MJF's first opponent. Of course, he wasn't going to win the belt, but you know, then then instantly they put him into this this crap with Jericho and team him up with another young, you know, high flyer, small dippy do guy, um, <laughs> which which they don't need another one of them. But whatever it is, it's Ricky Starks didn't need a partner, and he didn't need a partner they were going to try to put the shine on. Maybe if it was like a, a you know like a background tag team or something, it's 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 diluting whatever his stardom was. And and as a matter sure of course with AEW is that when you get into a feud with Jericho and his various factions, it tends to take up most of the rest of the year. So, and, you know, some people have been helped by it, most haven't. And I sort of think that Ricky Starks, you know, doesn't you know, doesn't necessarily have eight good months in him. I agree 100% with that. But I also feel like he's overrated too, in many ways. Maybe it's his theme song that annoys me. They need to change his theme song too, man. It's annoying, dude. Like, did it, did it over and over. It makes me go crazy. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't love the the theme song. I don't, I don't like his stupid pose. Uh, I mean, oh, what the fuck he, is this? Is I, I don't like the, the 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 walking the rope thing he does. It's too coordinated. Oh, oh, thank you for bringing that up because it's been since Wednesday that I watched Dynamite, and I'm not going to watch it again, obviously. And I'm sure I you didn't either. No. So I'm a, so I'm a bit, um, you know, I've forgotten a few things, but that, what you just mentioned, annoyed me savagely because it was like a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, and then really? Yeah, the whole thing was stupid. It was for a setup, and he's cocky, and, and you know, he's pointing at the crowd. Of course, usually hey, on that side of the audience, there's no audience. So he's pointing to nobody. Um, <laughs> but... Listen, uh, there's people out there saying the spoiler used to do that or the Undertaker used to do that. Not yes, exactly. Did, he but, twisted but they, the arm, though. Yeah, they twisted the arm. They had, they had like, sort of how, you know, like martial arts do. They had the, your hand up, bent backwards. So you're controlling the arm, you're controlling the body. Exactly. These guys aren't doing it. They're, they're like almost like it's a high five interlock fingers. They're helping each other. And they're supposed to help each other, but you're supposed to also make it look like it's force not like this and and they're look and jericho's looking right at him you know it's it's oh my god that was annoying that was annoying and he should know better yeah it's almost like he's saying i hope he remembers that somebody's supposed to hit him you know when he gets to the end of it when he's doing the type rope i don't know i mean they you know what not acrobatic i mean they do a lot of acrobats but um what balance like the, the balance seems to be uh you know respected more than actually moves and looking like you do offense. No I mean, they, shit, they, right. they, they love doing these eight point arm bars where they're flipping all over the place and they just do an arm drag at the end of it. It's just, it's just, it's just dumb. It is dumb. And, you know, after watching WWE and then, you know, watching AEW, 
I truly feel most of the time WWE's in-ring stuff is so much better most of the times than AEW's, except for certain few, obviously, in AEW. But 90% of those guys over there in AEW or over here, they, they just don't understand psychology. They don't have any ring awareness at all. Yeah. And, it's, and it's dumbing up even their veterans, it seems, because they don't seem to give a shit anymore either. And it's becoming a real issue for me anyway, Jeff. Well the, well, the veterans like that. I mean, I think for the most part, or they've learned like, oh, they're just trying to fit in. I mean, That's what I, I mean. Know, I don't know that the wrestling is better on WWE, but like it makes more sense. I, it I, doesn't alienate you more importantly. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, you can it's Saturday morning. You know, I went from watch SmackDown. We did a SmackDown show. That's what show, I'm saying, right? And then I watched on K. Uh, I'm sorry, I watched uh, Rampage right after it. You did, and, and it went straight into Adam Page and Wheeler Yuta. Which who cares about that anyway? <laughs> I, yeah, I get. Someone's like, "Who's the BCC?" And he's fighting for Moxley's honor. Okay, but you know, Moxley's I, honor. Adam really? Page won after a very competitive, way too back and forth, fifty-fifty offense, defense, seventeen-minute match. I was going to say 20 minutes at least. Almost. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't yeah, that's sad. help Adam Page. Adam Page needs the help now. So Wheeler U does nothing. He's a zero. You, you, you've proven that for a year that he's a background player and he's taking the loss. So how you can protect him by Adam Page. It's, it's, it's a possessed Adam Page. He's berserker Adam Page. He needs to win this match in five or six minutes. And this, this, this doesn't, because it doesn't matter what happens with Wheeler Yuta right now. You can make him look good with, with somebody else another time in a different kind of match. But this is, you know, you're trying to build someone up, and they, did they the don't same know how thing. to build Jeff. They no, they don't. don't. They did the same thing. There was a women's title match later with with Jamie Hader and and Emmy Sakura, and that also was 15 minutes or so of Jamie Hader barely squeaking by, and she's supposed to be. The, ah, the, that's another thing, Jeff. They that's what they do, and it's the same trend. The guy that's dominating or girl that's dominating, right, ends up losing every time. I get that they respect Emi Sakura, but this this is not your you, your champion is a sidekick to so, right, well this is an uncaged so but the, the, these are just matter. this is and uh, Rampage is more fresh in my head but this these are the kinds of things I don't like about AW and this you know this this Jericho and and this match wasn't exactly that but I think that's the kind of thing you're talking about that there's not there's no psychology they're just they're None. They're like main events at indie shows where everything's an exhibition match, where it doesn't matter if you've ever seen these wrestlers before or not. Um, you know, it's 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 you're you're there just to see a competitive match. And I guess if you dig that and you think that fake fighting is is cool for the sake of fake fighting, fake fighting. but I, I think fake fighting's cool for the for the for the sake of the stories and the characters. That that's that's what interests me. So the stories should dictate the match, not just the 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 love of the match which ultimately becomes it's the same not even about that yeah it's not even wrestling is was never about that it no. was about the story like you just said right. but now unfortunately with today's generation t banger after banger like we we're saying on smackdown that's what it's all about unfortunately but the thing is they think they're doing all these crazy sick matches but really you're just fucking doing matches for nothing and without any psychology or anything like it's just what is it it's trampolines like i don't even know what the hell it is yeah and so anyway back to the i guess dynamite but this i just yeah. i just feel like this pairing with action andretti 
Hurts, Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks would be better off if you had like I don't know, maybe Dustin Rhodes was his backup. Some someone like that that doesn't really matter, but can at least be taken seriously. That does need a push. And Action Andretti, I think we'd be better off with someone else backing him up. That also is you know Dustin Rhodes could be fine, or you know I, I, he's just comes to mind, but it would, certainly doesn't need to be him. But doesn't need to be a young star. They have plenty of veterans on there that that can that have some credibility, but you know can can give the, the they wouldn't take the shine away from from the young guy because they're veterans but they're not really star veterans right and the thing about action and dready before we move on what what who is he what is he like why is he the, uh, look at actually you stuck up if um remember the facebook conversation that you and i and i think a track brown were having about action and dready yeah yeah, and he, he, he thank you for sticking up for me. And, yeah. I mean, listen, if he wants to be technical about what the main event is on a show, I mean, the main event is no, he's in the main event slot on, on exactly. wrestling shows anymore. But he, he's in premiere slots. He's, he's in Absolutely. a feud with Jericho and who's supposed to be That's the new upper mid card to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty close to, it's, you know, it's it's like saying the one two three kid wasn't it wasn't in a, in a you know a crazy spot when he was paired with Razor Ramon. Um, yeah, that's that's going right to the top, pretty much almost. Right, and you know, I I feel like they have like a whole bunch of action Andretti's, and and most that's, of them have failed. But that's it, what drives me nuts, Jeff. I don't understand. They've got a million of them, but yet they've got guys that that are stars or were stars at one point. Right. And I use that term loosely, you know what I mean. But I'm talking about in today's wrestling context, that are just sitting there doing nothing. They do nothing with Waller, who apparently is injured. That's bullshit to me. I think it's an excuse. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. It's an excuse. It is straight up an excuse because they're idiots. And Kenny Omega apparently's got visa issues. I don't even know if I buy that. How is that possible? That he. That's what I'm saying. He's been doing this trip for what? 18 years traveling at least from places at least and, and he's, he's never been had an employee a employee of aw for four years you're telling me he doesn't have a permanent residency i'm sure he's actually does have a citizenship in the states i could have sworn i've read that before i'm telling you he, he just doesn't want to be here because everything with that video game is so i'm so bad he doesn't want to be anywhere near anywhere where they can make fun of him really you think I, so i hope so he how long they have to strip those those trios titles of them and give them if they can find the lucha brothers it's cursed them, them dude it's cursed them every time they win those damn things not the first time they get suspended the next day and now they win them and the next day kenny's gone mia yeah but but an example of a young star who's a lot like action andretti is ricky starks and you're 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 <laughs> You're you're borrowing from him. You're like turning one guy from where he's at a hundred percent into fifty percent. And the Martins, who are two other guys just like that, they're finally both back and they're finally both healthy and they finally gave him a big win. Meanwhile, you yeah, have other, other young guys like well, he's not that young, but more the Hobbs that aren't getting any TV time. You, you Malachi Black's not getting any TV time. Oh, I mean, Malachi. I guess we're never gonna we're never gonna see uh, Andrade again. I mean, people think oh, he's who? gonna be in the Rumble. But, yeah, exactly. Cien Almas. Yeah. I mean, you got Bandito. I mean, we got tons of, of people. Juice Robinson, whatever the fuck he's doing there. I mean, Rock hard. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt every week. Every show. Every twice week. week. Twice a week, actually. It's true. No, you're right. It's crazy. I don't understand the logic in AEW and especially Mr. TK, Tony Khan. 
but it is what it is and uh yeah but anyway there's six guys end up winning by pinfall via the gth from sammy guevara on action and dready well, after danny garcia hit hit him in the face with a bat while right uh, you know there was a pretty a cheap good, shot yeah it's cheap, well yeah but there was a pretty good distraction i mean that, that was actually executed pretty well that was actually one of the better with floyd in the face with a bat yeah with floyd that i that i've yeah. seen so credit with that the the ending of the match was good the rest of the match was sort of you know or arduous yeah and uh yeah like like we were saying why give a kid like and i get it good on the kid for getting a chance but you've got so many better wrestlers and a million action and dreadies already on the sidelines you don't need to be pushing a pretty much a clone of everything else and mind you the, the kid can't even talk anyway no. He's he over exaggerates and I, I get it, he's still you young. Know what he sounds like he sounds like he it, he's mimicking Jericho from twenty years ago. He absolutely shut the hell up. It's the same cadence. It's the same body language. It's, it is. Do. I've said that. That's why I call him Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane because he reminds me of of him who actually tried to rip off Jericho. Also, ironically, about Jericho likes him. I mean, you know the Jericho books it, and you know that and Jericho knows that they get the Big Bang Theory lead in. And so it's the biggest quarter, so he can say is the demo guy again. And he, he also probably had a pretty good inkling that there a lot of people were going to tune in for the for the Briscoe, you know, for, oh, for the one week sure. late tribute. Um, and that the you know, and and I do think a lot of people tuned in for that, probably more than typically watched Ring of Honor. Well, it did get over a million after all, so yeah, they did tune in. And yeah, Jericho is smart, dude. He's playing or he's playing everyone in this company and they don't even see it he's so fake when you see him at the press conferences after the pay-per-views right he's the fakest guy he sucks up to tk yes tony no worries tony of course he's tony wrestling business smart he, he, absolutely he knows what's my hats off to him Listen, um, he, uh, he didn't start out as founder and evp but he, he's an evp now he's a fucking evp man he's Ooh. got power in that company no doubt about it absolutely smart guy and, and he hasn't burned any bridges with the nope. wwe so he you know nope. he, he knows he's got a golden parachute you know he'll get that Jeez. hall of fame whenever he wants it how many times did we see jericho on raw 30 actually they were showing him a lot sure so yeah hats off to you chris man that's what you call a uh a, a crafty veteran if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. anyway we get our first matchup of the evening it is Oh, well, no, second matchup, sorry. Not first, obviously. It is Buddy Matthews, who wants out, versus Darby Allen for an AEW TNT Championship match. Darby, obviously, is your champion. Again, this match annoyed me because Buddy was kicking this shit through Darby Allen. The whole match. The whole freaking match. And, you know, by now, we all, we all understand the pattern. You know Darby's going to win, even though he got beat up big time. And he does get the win by pinfall with a coffin drop retaining his AEW TNT championship. Yeah, I, I thought that this was... Um, I mean, uh, you know, Dar- Darby, I think, has slowed down, which is good for him, but I, I yeah, don't... Yeah, this match he did, definitely. Uh, yeah, also with the Kashida match, he was wrestling like Kashida, but I, That's I, don't, true. I don't think he's slowed down because he's trying to be more careful. I think he's slowed down because he's working too hard and he's not recovering. I think I, I mean, the thing that makes Darby special is also that makes him vulnerable because of his size. And I think that he's probably always a little bit sore. And I, I don't think this being the workman's champion to you know everyone with open challenges, that they got Orange Cassidy and, Nar- and Darby Allen basically doing the same thing. And, and I think they put a pause on it with you know Orange Cassidy for one week. But anyway, um, 
you know, like you said, this match, the conclusion was was never in doubt who was going to win the match. And then it was sort of like an ending that didn't make any sense because she sort of thought that they, the, the rest of the, the uh, house, I almost said Dark Order, House of Black was done with Darby. <laughs> they might as well be the Dark Order, Jeff. But apparently they weren't, And but Sting beat them up anyway. And then Sting. Ortiz comes out without Kingston. And, oh, and my God. And, and it's like why like what is, is like ortiz gonna join sting and darby is this just a side thing i mean but i i mean why would you come out when the guy's got a bat and you have no weapons why would you just be standing there you're in the dark you could have gone behind them and clocked them <laughs> on the back of the head I, I i i don't understand any of it the, the the lights out lights on thing is so overplayed with that i hate it do it at least use it to your advantage don't get beat up by two guys with bats this is horse shit Utter horse shit, Jeff. Straight up. Another way of putting it. Straight up. Horse pure manure. Yeah, exactly. That's what that is. Pure manure. Horse shit. And I hated there, there was a time that a program with, you know, Ortiz would have meant Santana and that, you know, LAX, PMP, whatever you want to call them. Or even Kingston, while I've never looked at him as a top guy, I think the AEW fandom looks at him as a top guy. But now I both you know these guys are at the bottom of the barrel because one you know can't get along with his partner or his partner is hurt isn't hurt and the other one i don't know he's he's you know i guess he's had too many mental breakdowns and too many back you know uh locker room fights <laughs> or non-fights or, or sort of because oh, he cries a lot jeff legitimately like he actually cries a lot so yeah. kingston you just don't come across as tough to me anymore man yeah stop crying <laughs> Stop crying, man. Jesus. Anyway, yeah, and I don't even understand why Ortiz came out. Like, it doesn't make sense. I thought his problem was with, you know, Kingston. And also, why did they even... Why are they hating each other anyway? Really? Can you tell me? They have no other program for them except to fight each other. I mean, you know... I mean, it wasn't very long ago that people were... With LAX, they were going to be multi-time AEW champions, or at least when they were free agents. They never won the belts, not once, have they? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't even think they got... I think they only had a couple title shots in, in, they in, did, right. in the entire history. And, I mean, Santana's Shit. been gone for the last nine months. Is it safe to say he's recovered from his knee injury now? So I'm going to say this. I would think so. Can we say that he's done with AEW? Oh, yeah. I, I mean... And you know Tony will probably hold on to Ortiz just just to do so, um, but I, I don't know that that Santana has any value without Ortiz. I mean, True. he's the big bigger of the two, but I mean, who knows what? I, I don't know that he's recovered from his knee injury or or, or if he'll fully recover. I, have, I truly have no idea. But you know, he was a he had a high flying, you know, fast paced technique. I mean, he he can't turn into Stone Cold Steve Austin or Kevin Owens with the knee brace and you know do that thing so i don't know i you know i i fear for those guys and their you know their long-term prospects it feels like they're almost coming to the end or the crossroads of their careers man in many ways yeah when listen when they started i mean why not they you figure they'd be one stage they would they would be a top they would be a top four tag team in, in in that company forever and they felt like it for about 10 months and then sort of never again they got stuck with Jericho right away and and you'd think that would be a good thing but it hasn't really been a good thing for any I mean MJF I guess has been elevated but I mean people say Sammy Guevara is a Sammy Guevara is in the exact same position he was when he first teamed with Jericho the exact same position as a matter of fact 
he was he's portrayed the same way even from the very first dynamite where it was him versus cody in the first ever dynamite matchup right he already had that spot covered and he's still in that same spot and he's like he's another guy he's another guy that's like ricky starks and action andrade i mean you know i actually like him a little more than ricky starks believe it or not i'm talking about guevara yeah i mean there there was a time but he's become so unlikable and not you know but like really unlikable not not like heel heat for real i get you like go away heat literally yeah just like i don't like you dude just like you know i i don't i don't feel like supporting you on tv um i don't know but you know he's he's another one another one of those guys that's you know somewhere between 150 and 190 and you know flies around and is south of 30. (laughs) that's true well, post-match, Tony Schiavone interviews Darby <laughs> Allen and talks up his recent victories. But guess what, Jeff? What? The King is back. It's Samoa Joe interrupting on the Tron before Roman? any... Well, no, not the Tribal Chief, oh, well. but the King of oh. Television. Haku? And he's Samoan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. King Haku. That's, that's actually true. I don't know what King Samoa is... But apparently he's the king of TV, but he doesn't have a television championship anymore. Actually, he does. Yeah, he's anyway, Ring of Honor. So right. weren't Ring of Honor belts not supposed to be on AEW any longer? Uh, but they I, totally I, are. <laughs> apparently, ever since he said that, he's again he talks a lot of caca, Jeff. Well, maybe, maybe this week was an exception for you. Know, uh, what about the week before, Jeff? I don't remember the week before. I barely Neither remember. Neither do I, but I promise you we were talking about the same thing. I remember making like a, a thing about it the week no, before. Actually, I, I yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, this night was a special because, I mean, you had Samoa Joe, you had... I mean, ah, yes. Of course. And then you had also Brian Cage come out with his, like, the, what they yeah. call the six-man in, in Ring of Honor, not the trios. Not the trios, the six-man. They're different, Jeff. I know. But why do they call him the six man? It shouldn't be called the three man. But, but still, no time for Athena with the Ring of Honor. Who? Uh, or ex- exactly. Who? Thessaloniki. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get the joke. Oh, because you know her name's Athena. Mm-hmm. She must be actually in Athens, actually. <laughs> she might be. Jeff. She Who might she? be. Is she, what is that? La Placa? Is that the, is that the <laughs> shopping area? The... Yes, it is, actually. Yeah. You're right. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm impressed. <laughs> I've been there. That's funny. I know. You actually have. That's true. Well, anyway, Joe says, in times of old, theft was punished (laughs) by cutting off a hand. But in the kingdom of the true king of television, but you're not, unfortunately, Joe. Sorry. Need the TNT championship back. He'll be punished by having everything stolen from him. And he's coming back. I know. That's true. He beat him fair and square. I know. That's (laughs) After getting a rematch, after getting clobbered, killed fair and square by Joe two weeks earlier. so done. It's it's. I told you, you know, in the Men in Black, you know how the Men in Black get that pen, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. raise your memory. They're trying to do that with us, but no, it ain't working. No, all right, not. it's not working because I don't know how to feel as a wrestling fan for fucking close to forty years now. I'm lost, <laughs> like I'm really lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling here. Like you yeah. can't keep doing this. It's just happening frequently, over and over and over and over. Start, stop. People disappear. They're making excuses for other guys. Guys get their hair cut off and then they're gone. By the time they come back, their hair's growing back. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm lost. It's like a malfunctioning carousel that keeps changing speeds on its own <laughs> in a house of mirrors. 
it's like there's too much going on and I don't know. I guess maybe the ADHD generation enjoys it. And maybe that's that's <laughs> why they like it so much. But that uh, drives me nuts. People truly thought this dynamite. I, I read a lot of comments. They thought this was the best dynamite in history. Well, I mean, listen. If you're only judging it on the emotion of the last segment, yeah. Again, I'm going to give a lot of people a pass just for judging on that. Fair if, enough. If you if you took that out of it, this show sucked. Pretty much, yeah. It sucked. One of the worst episodes, in fact, in a in a long time. It gets worse, though. That's the problem. And this show gets worse because... Oh, well, I'll finish, though, um, what he said. He, uh, he says W will learn winning that title is the greatest mistake of his career, so speaks the king. We'll yeah, see, because you're going to lose, Joe. You're losing again. Yeah. 100%. Because you know what's going to happen. Warlow suddenly has got his hair back. And he's gonna jump Joe. Well, it's been five right? weeks. It'll be six weeks by then. If I, you know, he should grow his hair back by then. But uh, I mean, it's it's not even dramatic at this point. But uh, yeah, was I he mean, embarrassed? That, that, you think? I, Is he embarrassed to show himself because he got his haircut? You know, when you're younger, when you get, I'm talking about when you're a kid and you get a haircut, right? But you've had like longer longer hair for such a long time that you're embarrassed to see your friends because of such a change. Did no, you ever feel like that? that? No, never no. had that feeling no, no, all right no. well clearly warlow is getting that feeling must be I, I just i mean usually when you cut somebody's hair off in wrestling it, there's some significance to it right. and, and that's and that becomes a major part even if it's a minor few that's a major part of the storyline and it's just Absolutely. been dropped completely it's called you know, barely a, mentioned right you know, i mean and usually it's a blow-off you know what i mean it usually doesn't happen to the baby face per se it's usually to the heel but right. if you're trying to if you're trying to hide an injury you do an injury angle you do you, you get <laughs> you, you pulmonize him with a you know or do something with a chair i mean right you, you don't cut the guy's hair off and wait for it to grow back i i i don't i i don't i don't get i never neither of us ever got the pairing between Wardlow and Joe. It didn't make any sense. And I don't know that anyone wants to see this feud. And, and this is, this is you know, sort of related to the action Andretti, Ricky Starks thing. I, I, no matter what Samoa Joe does, that fan base will never fully boo him. They're always going to cheer him. They're always going to go, Joe right. is going to kill you. So Wardlow cannot look good. They'd be better off just, for just starting the Keep whole thing away. Yeah, just keep, keep them, them away from each other now. They've right. killed each other. Like, it's bad. It doesn't look good for Joe or Wardlow. Right. They're just, they, they're, they're good at killing momentum, AEW. That's my issue. They really know how to do that. Right. It's I a mean, lot. It must I mean, be. If they want to build Wardlow, it would have to be at the sacrifice of Darby because Joe would have to win the TNT title back. But and get then Wardlow this. would have to win the other belts. But get this, <laughs> Jeff. They went one better, 10 better. They sacrificed MJF for Wardlow. And it got nowhere. Right. But then they sacrificed Wardlow's time for MJF, even though he was uh, about to walk out. <laughs> and, and and they'd done well building him, mind you. Yeah, it was a great build. And, and then the, but the follow-up was, was was terrible. And that's what's happened with most people, except for the veterans who figure out how to make, make, make things work. I mean, Omega knew what to do. Maybe it was Callus or whatever, but you know, Omega and team knew what to do. Moxley knew what to do. Jericho knew what to do. So the vets, you know, you're right. You know, people like Adam Page didn't know what to do. Uh, we don't know if CM, I mean, CM Punk probably would have, but he, you know, broke things both times. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never see it. But, um, you know, but 
yeah, the, the you know the, the MJF. He's just doing the same thing. I mean, I I know people are still pretending that they're excited about everything he says and think everything he does is edgy. He's but saying the same shit now, Jeff. Really, he's repeating himself. Let's be honest. And even worse than that, this is. I mean, I know we've said this before. This I, I saw someone on Twitter post. They're doing the fi- they're doing the five tasks of Wardlow again. I'm like. No, they did it with they did it with Jericho and with Warlow. This is the third <laughs> time in three years they're doing the same thing, and it's five each time. It's five pillars. I mean, what what is with them in five? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, you got three pay per views. You could do twelve. You could actually do the twelve tasks of, Her- of Hercules, <laughs> and, and this one makes the least sense of all of them. It doesn't. And uh, I told you, I'm confused, and I just don't understand because it's not hard, Jeff. It's not hard to get this shit right. That's why I'm confused. And I'm not saying that we know everything and we know better than the workers do, but shit. Surely they can't be that silly. That's all I'm saying. I, I just well, can't some of them are. Because, I mean, listen, the only thing that makes sense with... with I mean, we're skipping around a little bit, but that's fine. Um, I mean, with these... Of, of these four pillars or four tasks, uh, you know, for Brian obviously three out of four of them he picked he said i would like to work with these guys i mean right. because two were baby baby face fair play who would never try to take him out i mean i guess mjf could try and rationalize it that they're so good that they'll beat him but it's daniel fucking brian or brian Danielson. <laughs> right. i mean so you you know at least the one with cage made sense you have an assassin you paid him you paid him beforehand which was dumb but you were paying him to try to take him out and break his arm and you, you know you were going to cheat and all that and then you bring in timothy thatcher who who's was oh, a loser boy. in nxt i mean lose loser but, but, loser but obviously brian wanted to you know wrestle a, a pure banger after banger right, right. So, so, but you know so they bring this this guy in you know and because fans aren't are going to only pretend they know him and i mean i saw people with blue check mark going i don't know who timothy thatcher is really you know who timothy thatcher is i come mean come, i mean but so because most people don't know who he is they might think he's a killer but Come on! All you gotta do is Google him and and see that he, you know, he can wrestle. I'll give him wrestle, that. But he's you know, he he's old school style too. So yeah, yeah, he's he's you know, so wrestles like Regal, but you know, and then and, and of course Brian would like that, and and I you know, but I mean the most success he ever had was in NXT, and they thought so much of him they released him. I mean <laughs> now he's in Noah. I mean if he was so good, he's he'd at least be an impact. Shoot, has he ever been well, impact? I thought he has. I have no idea. I didn't know I who think he was where he was in NXT. But I mean, he if he was so good, at least he'd be in New Japan. He's not he's he's in one of the smaller Japanese promotions. I have seen him in New Japan. As a matter of fact, he made his name at the Hollywood Championship Wrestling really back in you know, years ago, long before he went to NXT. That's where he was wrestling a lot from what I remember anyway. I I never, I never saw him, and never, you know, never registered before he was in NXT. I thought he was British because he looks it. He's got bad teeth. Me too. I thought there's another Thatcher, and I'm also about the Prime Minister. Yeah, and bad teeth. Yeah, bad teeth, but and a boring haircut. I mean, looks British to me. (laughs) He he could pass as British, but he's actually not. That's funny. Does that count as racist Olympics? Nah, because you're talking about Anglo-Saxons. Oh, I, I, I think that your your sometimes partner on this very show, Chris Sams, would take righteous umbrage with that statement. Well, he's half Germanic. I, well, you can I, never. Mind. I know the Saxons come from the Germanic tribes, but still, I'm, I'm just saying that you, you you can be racist or ethnicist towards white people. I mean, you know. I, 
I'm white. I can be that way, can't I? Sure you can. So it's yeah, all good. Yeah. All you good. can be self-hating. I mean, you know. That's it. But I'm not Anglo-Saxon. But just, you know. Just saying. And no, I'm not being racist. How am I be- We can't even compare shit anymore. At the well, end of the day, the USA... I think it was me that was doing that. I, I know. But the US, Australia, Canada, England, you know, the UK... They, they come from the same the countries were made from the same people you know what I'm saying well they well, were yeah. well I mean I mean a little I mean some in some ways yes I mean we were both colonized you know by, by the, the British but I mean the I mean first of all there were people here already and and, That's true. and North America like was also colonized by the, the French the Dutch and the, and the Germans Italian. The Germans is what people underestimate in the U.S. There's more Germans, believe it or not, yeah, in the, the U.S. The, than any the other Germans ethnic group. Colonize here, but they were. I mean, no. the the Dutch were here, the French were here, the Spanish were here, the, the Portuguese were here. were here for us. The Portuguese were the ones that found Australia first, and then the right. Dutch, and then Captain Cook came along, and uh, yeah. So yeah. technically, the Brits didn't really start at first. I could be no. talking Dutch right now, Jeff. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go <laughs> Dutch and. 50-50 on lunch. All right, so so who's next? What, what happens? Oh, so uh, I, I know we were skipping to the Brian thing, but we, we must have skipped something. No, we haven't, because next we have the firm making their their entrance. It's all ego, Ethan Page on the mic, crowing about how he and Matt Hardy are getting along great, but they all agree he's the star of the show. All of them except Isaiah Cassidy, who disagrees. Stokely Hathaway asked why he's wearing one of Page's shirts then, and makes him put his chain on. This is fucking ridiculous. So this sets up the match between Jungle Hook. Yes, I said Jungle Hook. Versus the Firm Dicks in all ego. Two, two more guys that they're overcrowded, so they put them in a tag team to have a Saturday matinee tag team. <laughs> Saturday I mean, matinee. They're, they're supposed to be single stars, uh, but but now they're in, now they're in a schlep rock tag team. I mean, yep. this has to mean bad things for Christian's recovery, right? I mean, otherwise, why would they bother with this? I forgot about him, actually. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. That, and, that's, and done. What, that's done now. Did you hear what happened with Luchasaurus? Yes, he's getting sued because of his mask. Yeah, I, I forgot mm-hmm. about that, but yes, yeah, suffer. They, Get him out they now. They permission to, for him to wear it on TV, but not to sell merchandise. And they even got oh. a letter like two years ago or three years ago, and they ignored it. So they're suing him for copyright infringement, Luchasaurus and... and Hey, uh, Tony's, Tony's such a dummy. He's just dumb. dummy, dumb. I mean, dumb, stupid, and dumb. Man. Like, why couldn't you hire the same guy Bray Wyatt did? Pay the same kind of money for a new Luchasaurus mask that could have been cool, an original. <laughs> why? Why are you talking logic, Jeff? Why? I mean, he'll 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 spend thousands of dollars to to get someone like three theme songs in a year. <laughs> I know, it's so dumb. He invests in music, but doesn't invest in the fucking, like, his product, really. Like, if you know what I mean. Like, like you said, new mask. I mean, he's an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I don't hate the guy. And, and I applaud him for starting another company for the wrestlers, which feels like a big deal. But God damn it, man. Can we get a... We should have had Dummy of the Year at the Peenies last year, Jeff. He's definitely got to be considered for Dummy of the Year. But I mean, <laughs> at least if you're going to find a money mark, you're going to find one with essentially a bottomless supply of money. Well, then that's TK for you. I mean, it's too much coke. It has to be, man. 
He's he's not thinking straight. Um, is there song too much coke? <laughs> I'll look for one post production actually. There is a song called Cocaine, which is a hard techno song, no, and it goes well, there's Cocaine, which is not a hard techno song. <laughs> yeah, but I think the hard techno song would so suit TK though. I should make a little video clip of his head going round and round and going Cocaine. In the if we could write a song, it would be Hugs and Cocaine. Oh well, we'll get cocaine to that hugs, infamous hug, dude. Did you see that hug at the end to to Mark Briscoe? So awkward. I wanted to kill myself. I'm sorry that I said that. It was that bad. I couldn't look at it any longer. As soon as I saw his face react, like I don't know what the hell that was, man. But it was sad. Yeah, I don't know, and uh, yeah, it, it was weird. And if it, yeah, I mean, it was bad, dude. The stupidest debate going on on social media now is we don't believe that it's Discovery Warner Brothers who blocked the Briscoes from being on there. Ah, oh, shut up, whoever thinks that. It, it, it's it was either Discovery Warner Brothers or it was Tony Khan. Pick your villain. I know everybody wants to say it was the Young Bucks or something like that. No. First of all, it wasn't. Second of all, they work for Tony Khan, so that's still Tony Khan. But, right. I mean, it's not a secret. Warner Brothers. So, why this crime was so unforgivable, I don't know. I assume that when it happened some time ago, someone who was a mid-level executive, who's now a high-level executive, had a kid that just came out. And well, maybe, and that, and that they said, "I'll never. That guy will never work for me. I'll never forgive him." And and then and he or she kept their word. Now in place of power, however petty it was, but it's a wrestling show, and it's like ancillary to the regular wrestling show. And they're like, "I made a decision. Who cares? Who cares about this fucking guy?" Um, and and that's probably Crazy. was the end of it. But I, you know, but they don't. Nobody wants to blame anyone. We don't believe it's Warner Brothers Discovery. But nobody says it's TK. It, it, it can only be one of them. It can, it, it only. Can, so pick one. Do you want the nameless, faceless executives, who, by the way, are nameless, faceless? I mean, you can see who the CEO of Warner Brothers, you right. can see uh, Discoveries, you can see who the president of, of TNT is and the president of TBS is. I mean, it's, it's, it's not that hard to figure out who the different executives are. Um, but, uh, or it's Tony Khan. I mean, yeah. Bl- bl- blame someone. They, they, there's there's not much of there's not much of a conspiracy to unpack. There's only two sets of suspects, and it just shows how people think TK has all this power over Turner Broadcasting and whatnot. When really uh, Discovery Turner, shall I say? There's but one really Twitter account, and I feel bad because I think that Why? it's actually a really nice guy. I think he's a nice oh, okay. guy. I think he really loves wrestling. I don't know. I can't even think of the account, and I don't want to, you know, start anything. You, I know him. Don't don't you? Tell me off the air. No, but no, no. I think you might recognize the account name, but I can't even. Okay. Think, I honestly can't remember who it is right now. But he's right. like, he's like, geez. After that, TK just put Ring of Honor on after after Dynamite. Uh, oh, I think I read this. It's actually. better than Power Slap. It's like, dude. That was dumb. You, That's spread, actually. You, you understand <laughs> that Tony Khan has no. If if Tony Khan could make that decision, he would have he would. his programming on five nights a week between eight and ten. Oh. It's it's the network that decides what they air. I mean, it's like, and people do the same thing with 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 WWE. They say Vince should just tell USA to do. No, it's the other way around. One hundred percent facts. They're the ones that control shit. Like, not like, fucking... like the NFL is the you know is probably the only one maybe the bcs is the only one that has equal power to the network because of the ratings they bring in if 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 aw had 
three million, maybe even two and a half, right? They would have a lot of leeway, but they're not even they're struggling to get a million, and it's always inconsistent. It's it's never for like a six months straight where they get over a million, because you know by next week it'll probably be under a million again. And even so, if yeah. it is over a million, that 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 that's not that's not power. A, a, a million is it's, when you get that's a shit number people still. on Amazon. Right, it's a shit number. It really is. It's a shit. It doesn't matter. You can rejoice all you want, people, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it is a pathetic number still. The the reason that the first quarter does so well is because the Big Bang Theory rerun from seven thirty yeah. to eight d- does. 1.3 or 1.4 million every night. These are reruns of shows been man. off the air for seven years. So, what sort of leeway do these people think TK would have when a friggin' second run show beats Dynamite week in week out? That's bad. That is pretty bad. Yeah, no. He's, Mind he's, you, this he's, is a first-run show and a live show, and they can't even do he's that. Lucky to have a TV contract. He got he, you know, he didn't get a particularly generous deal, and apparently, you know, he's the Dynamite's performing well. Rampage isn't Battle of the Belts isn't, but apparently, Dynamite is performing it is? well or well enough for, oh, yeah. for. I'm not sure if that's really true or not. I hear different things that's from different people. Bullshit. But I hear for every one person who says that it's not doing that well. I hear seven others that say, yes, it is. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in these rooms. When is um, the contract up, Jeff? Do you know? How long uh, does it have left? 2024 is, is when it's up. So usually you start renegotiating well around now. Now, but right. I don't think there's ever a network that tells you that they always say, we're very happy with you. And then they cancel you. I mean, you know. <laughs> always. Just like what the Briscoes were saying in one of their promos years ago when they went and tried out with WB and this is the same old story with everybody that they don't hire oh yeah we you you guys are impressive come back next week all expenses paid for blah 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 and then they turn around and say you aren't medically pleasing enough for WWE (laughs) well that's exactly what happened I I, I know I've heard the 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 promo yeah I've heard that promo I, I heard it on the show the PWC that, yeah, that you produced right. last night yeah right right yeah you played it uh, yeah I mean, facts yeah um, I don't know I mean it's it's you know yeah I, I mean I don't know if you're going to come up with a stupid excuse I would come up with something to just say you know you're not what we're looking for right now without saying that I mean they uh, fuck with people Jeff I'm convinced because they already know they're not going to hire these guys but they ride them along like they literally well they paid for their travel I, I just I mean I I just don't. I mean, where Luke and Butch cosmetically cleans was hacksaw. Oh, exactly. Cosmetic Thank you. Cleaning, <laughs> Mick That's Foley? so true. I, I, Mick Foley, I mean, my God. Yes, yeah. yeah, uh, see, that's the I mean, I know the, 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 the times worst. have changed, but. Uh, and he had a high IQ, too, funny enough. He wasn't all yeah. just licking and biting turnbuckles. No, he's like a biology teacher or something. He is. It's so um, true, man. It's um, funny. But I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. The, the Briscoes definitely had, I mean, you know, I mean, especially Mark, not not a handsome guy, but I mean, no, he plays his part well, supposed, though. Everyone's right. not supposed to be handsome. Some of you, you're supposed to look scary, and the Briscoes look scary. And they look the part, also, man. And yeah, that's just a lame excuse, in my opinion. But anyway, Jeff, let's move along, though. Yes. Because, oh yeah, we already spoke about Jungle Hook and all Ethan, uh, Ethan Page and shit. But anyway, Jungle Hook ends up winning by submission with a snare trap from Jack Perry on Ethan Page. Then so, though, Jeff, so sorry, this, this, yeah, I couldn't this, kill this. 
The firm is so stupid. Everything about the firm is dumb. I yeah, go on. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's why I'm just I'm gonna scheme straight past this because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, it is what it is. But we cut to this. Speaking of silly, this is gonna get even sillier because we cut to the acclaimed daddy ass and the ass boys <laughs> in family therapy. Billy Gunn asks when they became entitled spoiled brats, and the guns point out that he ditched them as kids. <laughs> and they always come second. Anthony Bowens then says the two of them are the biggest pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't he ever met. I mean, the, the problem with this segment is that it could have been funny. It could have, and, and, and it like, wasn't though. And the therapist could have. It was like, actually quite something. serious. Yeah, like it, it, it actually wasn't funny at all. And Anthony it wasn't. Bowens came off as mean spirited instead actually, of. Actually, he did. <laughs> Same as so, Caster, man. So this was supposed to be sports entertaining, but it. It, it was? wasn't either of those things. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't. It was, I mean, anyone who hated, listen, everyone knows I'm a Blissomaniac. I'm an Alexa Stan. So, <laughs> Blissomania, you know, right. brother. So I, so I love those therapy sessions, but I know lots of people didn't. Anyone who didn't like those, this was worse Stupid. Th- th- yep. than that. And they were six person out. Well, the, the woman didn't say anything. I mean, that's nothing. They, you know, with, with all of, you know, the, the most successful therapy sessions on wrestling TV was Team Hell No. It was, yeah, the, and that was brilliant. Movie. Yeah, that was yeah. hysterical. That was brilliant. Absolutely. So uh, I don't know. I mean, and, and the woman, she was obviously like, you know, either an indie wrestler or a model or something. I mean, this is dingy, yeah. bro. This is shindy shit. It didn't even look legit. Right, but she didn't look old enough to have a degree. Right. It's true. It just didn't look legit. Like, there's at least time to be, make it somewhat look legit, but it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, at least they were a middle aged person, you know, in there. I mean, listen. She she was the best. Her expressions were the best part of the whole thing. So I hear like it sounds like I'm, I'm picking on her, but I'm not. I mean, she, you know, I mean, Billy Gunn should be the glue in this thing, but no, it actually seemed like it was <laughs> sadly real. But it, it wasn't entertaining. It wasn't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. Uh, and and I came off not liking anybody in the room. Nobody. Yeah, literally. How do you manage to do that? That's what yeah. I want to know. Because I don't know how that's even possible, but that's exactly what happened. Like, like Caster couldn't have even squeezed a rap in there, at least, you know, a, a rap in, in. You're in psychotherapy, you do a rap, and then the doctor goes, "This is this is not I the know, time of pleasure." My God, like, this is how I express myself. Okay, then save space. Sorry. No fucking sense of any sort of storytelling whatsoever. It is just plain nothing. Like I mean, it's he, just nothing. All five of these guys are funny. They all have personalities. They are. Technically, they are. That's true, yeah. but not uh, here. No, none of it. This. this so that's was, why I'm going to ask sad. you this, Jeff. Was this meant to be serious and not funny? Because I don't I th- think so. I, I don't, you don't. So this I, I, is meant to be funny. <laughs> that's not funny. No, I. Whatever it was, weird. Was, if it was meant to be serious, that's, I mean, that's even worse. Yeah, it, I mean, I guess success, but but. But but a bad idea, a, a bad idea, a stupid idea from bad creative. I don't know. Bad creative. It's bizarre, also. And you know what this is leading to? Clearly, I, what I think. I think the Ask Boys are going to get a big push soon. I can see it, and I think they deserve it in some ways, actually. And I'll tell you why, because they're a legit tag team, Jeff. Okay. I know the same with Caster and obviously Bowens, but these two guys, you know, they're brothers, legitly. They're actually quite good if given a chance 
they're yeah. annoying when they want to be and to be fair little friggin ass the the smaller one can actually rap better than Max Caster and that's a shoot yeah well I don't give a shit about rap or how wrestlers rap as you know and the other one is too skinny I, I whatever <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine but I mean honestly I did the, the, the the last two tag teams I was really behind in AEW both don't exist anymore, and that, that was Hobbs and Starks and and Swerve and Our Glory. The name was terrible, but I like I like the dynamic that they really didn't like each other, but they just kept winning. Um, Speaking, yeah. Where's Keith Lee? Where's Bearcat? That's, that's a really good. Well, hibernation. <laughs> so it's winter. He's hibernating. It is. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is gold. That was I think, awesome, I think maybe that they're always on the only one of them is employed plan. Uh, <laughs> Hypernation, though, you, you got to keep saying that from now on, yeah? So every time we bring up Keith Lee, Hypernation, all through winter. Man. I'm telling you, that is so fucking... That is gold, man. That made me fucking... That made my eyes teary, legitly. That good. was funny. That was good. good Very good, good. good. Well, speaking of good, but not really... Uh, we <laughs> this gets worse because guess what we come back and we get Renee Paquette interviewing Hangman Hang Yourself Adam Page yeah. I don't mean that literally I'm just <laughs> just say so anyone you know but uh, anyway well yeah maybe I do mean it literally but anyway he's you know what he says Jeff he says sometimes she asks questions he really doesn't want to answer so mm-hmm. why are you there right. <laughs> I mean shit and the more he tries to look forward, the more he sees back to Ohio, where this thing with John Moxley begun, and next week they're in Dayton. So, Ooh, right. cool. So yeah. he wants to knock Mox out in Ohio instead. Mm-hmm. But guess, right. get this, we, it goes from bad to worse because we get Willie Uta rolling up and mm. says John will be ready next week and accepts his challenge. And furthermore, he wants to fight Hangman at Rampage on Friday. Adam asks why he thinks what happened to John won't happen to him too. And he says, he'll see him on Friday. And you saw him on Friday. Uh, yeah, I wish I did. Um, yeah, Hangman, <laughs> uh, th- this was not the worst Hangman Page promo I've heard. Uh, uh, but it wasn't pretty good. bad. Well, yeah, exactly. he's usually very bad. So just pretty bad. So he's just bad. Yeah, not pretty he's- deadly though. Yeah, this is not, I mean, all this about Ohio. Who cares? Who cares? And then Dayton? They're they're like obsessed with like home states. I mean, it's not even his home cities from Cincinnati. Dayton, Cincinnati are close there. He did say Ohio, though. Cincinnati is in Ohio, after all. Of course, he's a cowboy from Virginia. I mean. Oh, that's right. They're dumb over there, right? There's no cowboys in Virginia. There are no cowboys in Virginia. There's there's no cattle ranches. I mean, there's. there's, I mean. There's butterfly coops, but. I mean, there might be dairy cows, but you you don't need to herd them. I mean. But maybe he's a cowboy of butterflies. Is that is that technically a cowboy? Or wouldn't that be a butterfly? Oh, boy? sorry, you're right. That's butterfly boy. <laughs> yeah, what what does SpongeBob like... used to do with the net? He would, you know. <laughs> oh boy, why is he a cowboy? Cowboy now, when you put it in that context, sounds stupid too. Like a cowboy. It is stupid. The whole thing is stupid. <laughs> Cowboy's a stupid name. It is stupid. I never thought about it until you made me get a Jesus moment. Just then, like, hang on a minute. Cowboy. It's not even cow man. <laughs> Why isn't the bull boy? 
That's a man. Maybe it, maybe question. it was at some point. I, I don't maybe. know. Well, I say bullshit. I think I, I think actually they don't herd the bulls. They they will sometimes you know, have they uh, ride them. Yeah, I think I, I think that, I think that they separate them until until they're you know they're neutered, then they're steer, and then right. they'll, they'll then then they'll herd them. I think bulls are too wild to be. That's why I'm asking. Horses. Well, then they're all bitches. Then cowboys. Who's a cow- cowboy? Yeah, so I'm not sure. I'm not. Like, who am I fooling? Like, who exactly. I I'm, not, I'm not like Lawrence McMurtry. I don't know cowboy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Neither do I. But shit. I might I be right, though, I'm, but I'm, I'm not sure. I think you are. I think you actually are because, like I said, I came to a Jesus moment for the first time in my life about cowboys and how ridiculous that name is. Really. And I used to love cowboys growing up. Not anymore. Well, Definitely not butterflies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't call them police boys or fire boys <laughs> you know, or ambulance boys, boys or <laughs> nurse girls. I mean, nurse, nurse boys. Girls, yeah. yeah. Yeah, teacher pal. boys, teacher girls. No, I mean, no, you're right. <laughs> but we got cowboys. Yeah, I mean, how about herders? They can call them herders. Yeah, or ranchers. Ranchers, sure, ranchers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the but rancher anyway. is reserved for the people who own the ranch. What the fuck? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Let's move on. We have Brian Cage next versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. The only, uh, the only part of the show that made sense. It did make sense. Years. But you know what's dumb? They they did exactly what fucking you know uh, MJF said to do, right? Mm-hmm. He sold the elbow of the shoulder. I will say this though about Danielson: for a second, I was convinced maybe he did do his shoulder because he started selling it a lot earlier before the match finished. He did, and it he's, looked he's like it. yeah, he looked like he was hurt for a second. I'm thinking, ooh, is that well, legit? Then I remember dummies. Brian Cage is is busy. He's he's there. The uh, biggest dummy I mean, well, of all. MJF's a big dummy because he paid in advance. But, know. He, you know, he didn't even say you this never is the do down that. payment. You get the rest when the job is done. That is I mean, the dumbest thing. The, the rule is, Jeff, you never pay someone before a week in advance to do something next week. Or Because you know what happens? Price. I mean, right. well, this is what happens. You get, you get Brian Cage busy posing half the time instead of trying <laughs> to kill the guy. Yeah, and he takes off with the money, too. Yeah, and, and what exactly does Prince Nana do? Na 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 na. He's making Taz look effective. He does nothing, actually. Does nothing. Doesn't say shit. Right, he barely talks. Doesn't do talks. nothing. Barely. What does he? he oh, yeah, he talks very, very rare. Barely. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't intervene. He, does, he doesn't make that much of a nuisance of himself. He's useless. He, yeah. It's, it's just actually, another... I'll go one better, Jeff. How do you even get into this damn business? He sucks. Well, I don't know. I don't remember him sucking so bad in ring. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, if if, if you're gonna have a manager who's nothing, I mean, Tully Blanchard could speak. You get rid of him. He he leaves. Why do you need to go with Prince? Not. I mean, you you have Jake um, Roberts doing. They nothing. downgraded. They downgraded. Literally, they went from Tully Blanchard. He actually was the talker for whoever he was managing recently, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the embassy, you know, previously much better than Prince Nana. Na na na, right? Prince na na na. That's what he's going to be called from now on. And uh, they get rid of him. Didn't re-sign him, but he did allude yeah. that something happened between him yeah. and TK. But he wouldn't say. Right. Well, I mean, what's Jake Roberts doing? What's Arn Anderson doing? I mean, why, why couldn't they Arne do that? Anderson. Yeah. He can get freaking heat. Remember the gun thing when he, what he said when yeah. he said he'll shoot Cody Rhodes. 
Man, he got himself over by doing that, but they apparently they don't well, want the rest is over. Offense. He kept falling. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Falling. That's true. Damn. Uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, there, there there seems to me there were other choices. I mean, I guess Prince Nana has some history. With, I mean, I know he has some history with Ring of Honor, but oh, no, so does everyone. Sure. Everyone has history with Ring of Honor. Everyone, <laughs> including <laughs> Seth Rollins, <laughs> Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. We can go on and on. But I mean, you Jimmy know what? Jacobs can talk. Jimmy I mean, Jacobs. Yeah. Oh, forget Jimmy Jacobs. I don't want to Colby see Carino again. can talk. I know he wrestles also, but... Uh, I know, think he... he's going to be good, man, in a few years. He's yeah, a split image of his daddy, man. He's, he's perfect for AEW. He's 2.0, though, of, of um, Steve Carino. No doubt Tell about me, it. His father was a fatso. Not not early in his career. Later on, yes. Come on. He looked, he looked like Chris Hero, for God's sake. What are you talking no, about? much later on. Come on, Jeff. Now you're exaggerating. Chris Hero is fat, though. But in saying that... Um, you know who I, I'm convinced Jeff the more I think about it the more I'm, I'm convinced that and I hate to say this I hope I don't catch heat but I'm being honest it must be Dean Malenko booking all this shit well, I, I don't know uh, well, do you understand he, what I mean he likes boring not just he likes boring but he's got I, yeah, Alzheimer's I know what you mean I'm just not saying it oh okay alright well TK still hires a guy that really can't remember what happened you know a minute ago that doesn't make sense for all we know, he's not still hired. Nobody would talk. Nobody would say anything. Apparently, he's still, as far as I read recently, apparently he's still backstage actually um, being an agent for a few matches, which doesn't make sense to me. And no, I'm no, not well, being the harsh. with their own matches, so that makes perfect sense. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be like a prick. I'm actually being serious. You don't hire a guy with that sort of problem as an agent. Well, I don't. I mean, Parkinson's isn't necessarily mental. I mean, it's, it's he's got Parkinson's mental. and Alzheimer's. Oh, he does. Yes, I did not know he had Alzheimer's. Well, like it depends on what's. I don't know. Whatever it is, the, the, the agents there don't do anything anyway. True, fair point. Well, let's just move on then, because I don't know what is going on here. But anyway, Brian Dennis ends up winning by pinfall with a folding press, sells the injury to the shoulder, and then pretty much doesn't sell it because. He's going to actually kick his ass and yeah. Right. And the, the doctor's like already saying, I can't clear you. He's like, you're going to clear me. I mean, what, what, how yeah. did they decide that night that they can't clear him for a week from, from them? I mean, what? what Without what any is- tests. The, the test is this, whatever he was doing. <laughs> the like, test. really? Test. That's the test. the test. Yes. RIP to Andrew Test Martin. Right. And then we learned that MJF... Uh, his, his his next task is Timothy Thatcher. We already talked about that, though. Yeah. Buck tooth, fucking toothless, whatever the fuck he is against, uh, yeah. Then it's going to be a Mark Todd's wet dream for sure. Oh, my God. It's Danielson versus Thatcher. But I no mean, one really knows at Thatcher. At least he'll, he'll work the arm and, you know, Brian will sell the He's a good worker, it. man. I'll give him that. I'm talking about well, Thatcher, fun. that is. I, I like Thatcher and, and Champa as a tag team. Actually, it was really the only time I liked Champa. True. Um, that probably makes two of us because I really was never the biggest Chumper fan. But anyway, I mean, post- Timothy Thatcher was the, said the greatest thing ever. It's, it's to me. I mean, I love it when they were with we were fighting Legato. He goes, "El gato no tienes los zapatos," <laughs> which means the cat doesn't have any want any shoes. And Legato <laughs> finally go, "That doesn't even make any sense." And Chumper goes, <laughs> "That makes plenty of sense." <laughs> 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 That's right. No, absolutely. But you're right, though. He does seem British. And I've always thought initially he was British as well. But he's not. He's American. Weird. Right. 
Yeah. He's the most British looking American I've ever seen in my life. And speaking of British That's not a Kennedy. Yeah, that's not a <laughs> that's not a Kennedy. And speaking of uh British guys, well actually probably this guy's son is actually probably American at this point. But did Regal fuck Kenny Omega and had a kid and now came his son? Yes. Oh. Must be. Because he so looks like a cross between Regal and a young Kenny Omega. It's weird, dude. Uh, sorry, I I know he's Regal's kid, but I, I have no interest in his son. Yeah, neither do I yet. Uh, the Jew's still out there. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see. I mean, he did appear on NXT, I think. He's not, he did. He's not going to get any yeah. taller. He's not going <laughs> to get any taller. How tall is he? He didn't look that small, is he? He's probably 5'10-ish. You calling us small, Jeff? Because we're for, big for, boys. For wrestlers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we got the weight at least, man. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that's good either. But uh, I mean, come on, dude, give us cut us some slack. It grows tonnage, but no, I just, I just, I'm just, I'm not interested in. I just don't, I'm not interested in these small technical wrestlers. <laughs> I, I'm, I, it's, it's not, there's a lot not, of them. I'm not really that interested in small that many small wrestlers either. Like, <laughs> I'm interested in a few because there it's a few. I mean, that's the whole point. They're supposed to be the exception. They're supposed to be the, 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 the fighting from underneath babyface, the underdog. I mean, it's the, the whole sport's not supposed to be populated by that. I mean, when when but, when, when you start having a bunch of quarterbacks that are five foot eight, let me know. <laughs> oh boy, imagine that man trying to throw the ball like trying to get over big right. guys. Like I mean, ima- imagine on. having a defensive lineman in the end. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Two hundred five pounds. <laughs> I mean, hey, know. look. Occasionally, there are freak athletes that are that small that could probably that probably come out and become superstar quarterbacks, but it's rare, rare. Well, Doug Flutie was the closest thing, and he, he was five seven, but he wasn't a superstar oh, quarterback. Shit, that's he had small, dude. Five seven. Yeah, I mean, wow. Like, <laughs> oh, Drew Brees was was short, and I think he was six foot even. Oh, wow, and that's like. You know, tall for the average guy. Like six four, six. Yeah, five. I know, and it makes sense because you're throwing the ball over, you know, a bunch of big Giants. guys. Right, exactly. Well, anyway, I guess we've got a new generation of the minis. That's the only uh, thing I can say. I mean, every other sport gets bigger, stronger, faster. <laughs> Not wrestling. No. And it shouldn't be. It's weird, right? That that's going that way. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Anyway, uh, at the end of the match, post match, Cage lays Danielson out with a weapon. Maxwell Jacob Freeman then runs down with the chair and Cage throws Brian out of the ring. Setting the chair up, he threads Brian's arm through it and throws his, his arm and him in the chair and arm first into the post. Back in the ring, MJF punches away at Danielson, steps on his injured arm. Cage puts his, uh, puts his arm through the chair again, holds Dragon's feet so Mox can come off the second. And then Konsuke Takshida makes the save. Or Tashek. Right, right because Ta- Tashekta, whatever the fuck. I'm trying to pronounce it, it properly. Because his faction mates, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio, and Moxley couldn't possibly come and help him. Yeah, I know. I know, see? And they'll pretend and Bryce and Dennis will be fine with that, right? Right. And and Wheeler Yuta was on this episode. I don't know if he was in the same building or not. Well sure he was, because he was on Rampage. And we know Claudio was there because he was part of the tribute on the stage. Right. That's true. So, so but it's gotta be Takeshta who's gonna fight Brian Cage I mean well at least neither one of them ever wins so one of them has to win and since one of them just got signed and the other one's contract is running out and I can't imagine Tony Khan's gonna keep rehiring Brian Cage for nothing um you know it's probably gonna let him walk though I mean if I'm Brian Uh, Cage I'm gonna I'm gonna 
stay right where I am. I mean, I think he's going to keep him because if you notice, he's being utilized suddenly. Oddly enough, we're seeing him a lot on television now. So yeah. maybe yeah. he's back in the good graces again. But he's still a loser, though. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he did. He's he works for Ring of Honor technically, so he can take Ring L's. of right. You can get because there's no AW people get L's. Right? You know, the only Ring of Honor people do. Great way to hype up your other brand tk or or your people who are on part-time you know like uh juice robinson and bandito who are like you know part-time contracts (laughs) bandito bandito signed a great contract because he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants pretty pretty much much, which is great and he gets paid so why not anyway the doctor says in his medical opinion brian daniels then uh what did i say brian daniel blah 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 Danielson screams at him, asking if he can wrestle. And when he says no, he says he wrestles 60 minutes with a separated shoulder and nothing's going to stop him. MJF is afraid of being exposed and losing the title, but he's not going to just expose him. He's going to show what's behind the mask is a fraud. And Danielson is the person who should be a double world champion. But I will say this, MJF destroys him in his next promo, even though it was a lot of the same shit. But when he said... I know it's bad, but I liked what he said about the Jew man having to hide from. It's not the first blue eyes person a Jew had to hide from, mm-hmm. which which is bad though. I don't like that he always uses the Jew thing, but it was a good comeback in some ways, right? But it was unnecessary though. Yeah, especially since Brian comes into Nazi music. <laughs> Jew, it's Beethoven, isn't? Not Beethoven, Wagner. no Mozart. It's Who Wagner. Is it Wagner? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Wagner was a Nazi. He was? Well, there you go. Yeah, he's a member of the Nazi party. Nay. Anyway, we move to the next match, speaking of uh, Nazis, because Ruby Soho kind of looks like one, versus Tony Storm. Again, Tony dominates his fucking match, only for Ruby Soho to win by pinfall with a destination unknown, because Ruby Ruby is a hoe, Jeff. Well, it's because Tony Storm was distracted by Britt Baker's music coming out. Yeah, yeah. And why is Britt Baker suddenly a babyface? Well, because she's an AEW homegrown, and it's the AEW oh, homegrown versus I the see. totally not AEW homegrown, <laughs> like Ruby Soho, obviously AEW homegrown. Home, homegrown, mm-hmm. clearly. So now Britt is full-blown babyface. Literally, she's even acting, her mannerisms are different. She's a babyface, like, fully. I mean, the crowd cheers. No reason, but no fucking reason. No. You know what? This match wasn't even bad. I mean, as far as the AW. It was hard hitting, actually. It was actually pretty good. It Um, was. The end was stupid. It was stupid. And um, again, the pattern is the same. Who? Soraya? Yeah. Where's Tony's Tony's friend Soraya? I mean, they're talking about Sheeta. We don't know whose side she's on. Nobody cares whose side Sheeta's on. Nobody gives a shit about Sheeta. She, yeah, she's on the side of cheaters. Right. Yeah. But, anyway, who cares? Because, uh, like I said, Ruby Soho ends up winning. And, uh, yeah. But we oh, get okay. a bit of a clip of Emi Sakura versus Jamie Hayden next week. That's were, Now, that's going to be a there banger. Were three, women, three women in this segment, not a breast between them. <laughs> For a chick that's got a fat ass, and I mean that in a good way, in Tony Storm... Not a chick. She's got no tits, man. Not a chick. Weird. You'd think there'd be something if you got something down there, right? You'd think. Well, 
She's a man. Huh. Don't make me play it. She's a man. <laughs> well, you know who else is a man. But anyway, speaking of men, we get the first two men, real men, of the show in Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe in a tribute match, obviously a dedication to Jay Briscoe who passed away. Reach nice for the sky, video. boy. Absolutely nice tribute video. Reach for the sky, boy. I know a lot of people that actually started crying, including Douglas, believe it or not. Including Jay Lethal in, in the mat. Oh, right there man. In the of I, I mean, I, I think Mark had to keep him together. He did. That's what was amazing, man. There was times where Mark Briscoe was actually like, yo, like, it's all good, man. Like, keep it together. And when he whispered something in his ear, he broke down, man. Like, yeah. I don't know what he said, but he totally, totally, he just yeah. couldn't keep it together. And Mark was the one, like you said, actually holding it together for the both of them. Yeah, it's hard to think of Jay Lethal as as, as a heel immediately. After I know. That. They, they should have taken him off TV for three or four weeks. Uh, I mean, I, I know they love having Jared and Duff and Satnam sing on there, but I mean, they're, they're not as important to the show as I think. They, they, they could have taken Lethal off for three weeks. Let us, let, let him just, in you know, have relished being in that important moment and everyone saw him for a human right. being and then let him come back as a heel in three or four weeks I mean yeah let him grieve even for now because he just seems like he's I don't even think yeah I think you need some time off man I don't think he's time off or not but once once you see him like that it's hard to like yeah, I know. It, it kills it kills the whole thing even um, Sanjay Dutt was suddenly like a baby face I know this is yeah, a real I mean, they're all they're all wrong. they're all wearing J shirts and they're all clapping and it was you know faces and heels and then listen wrestling does that when when there's something that's very serious in the real world they come out on the stage everyone comes out and you know they break hey, they, 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 it, 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 it's, it's fine, fine. It, that's fine right but, yeah but in the ring is the theater back there is you know you're taking your vows afterwards right uh, and listen I don't have any issue with Jay Lethal breaking down I thought it was quite touching actually I mean it, it was it, man it, it got to me more that the fact yeah. that Jay couldn't hold it together but Mark totally yeah. held it together you know what I mean I mean these guys are paid whether they're on TV or not so you know right. or, or just paying I'm just, I'm just saying that you know that thinking of him as a heel is, is going to be tough to do you know until you sort of until this is more in the rear view but that's all nothing more significant than that can I ask you would this be bad taste if with what I'm going to say but it would be funny though uh-huh. Can we get Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe being the tag, the Ring of Honor tag champions? But you have Jay Lethal becoming Jay Briscoe, like he was. That would be in bad taste. Black, you think so? Yes. It could be I mean, funny though. Uh, it's too soon. It's way too soon, and it's also too proximate to Sammy Uso. Uh, not really, because it makes sense for Jay Lethal's character to do that though. Because no, it doesn't. Well, he's been Black Machismo. He was Ric Flair. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I know, but he, that, that's part of his character. I don't think it would really that's be part of his to, history. It's not part of his character. Uh, well, yes, part of his history. You're right, more so than anything. But I think they would be like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Briscoe even said that and suggested it to him, because obviously Jay Lethal must have been the Briscoe's best friend, I assume, because they clearly would have handpicked Jay. To be in this matchup. Well, I mean, listen, Jay Lethal is a consummate professional wrestler. Absolutely, I mean, for they, sure. You know, it, 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 whatever the pace is, they work together a million times. They do, they don't they don't need to have a match plan. If if the stories are true, that Tony Khan was was 
lobbying, fighting to you know to get this to happen last minute, then who? That's you bullshit. Know, who who else are you that. gonna have? Well, if it's I don't know if it is or if it isn't. I mean, oh, you know why I say that? Because Mark Briscoe had nothing to do with what Jay Briscoe said, man. You know what I mean? Do you think that the executive who who blackballed them thinks that deeply about? I mean, it's the Briscoe brothers. They both blackballed. But doesn't care. It's a wrestling show. I I get you. He's not getting granular like that. So he got talked out of it. And all all I'm saying is that if you're going to have something last minute, you know these guys have had a a thousand matches together. They can they can both call matches. They can both quarterback matches. They're going to do a solid job, and they work together well. I mean. They probably could have also done it with Christopher Daniels or, you know, some other people like that, but Jamie Lethal made the the most sense. I mean, it's sort of weird that they're fighting and, you know, he's wearing a, you know, a a J black on them, you know, he was doing it last week too, and then that's the opponent. Um, You know, it's it's hard to sell that, but, you know, I I think for that moment, for that 20 minutes, you know, on TV, nobody cared. Ever, you know, we were all, we were, we were all behind, peeking behind the curtain. No, no, for sure, and it's fine. But you're right. Also, it's going to be hard now for them to continue with their, you know, heel run storyline after well, this. Well, you know they, they, so, well, I can let you know that they did continue with it. So they did, yeah. really. Late, later wow. in the same night, which aired, you know, last night. No way. I know what you're talking about, Rampage. Wow, really? That mm-hmm. that shocks me, man. I'm actually gonna watch it after. Yeah, back this back event. to best friends and Dan House and then. Really? Ah, oh, man. Now I don't even want to watch Vampire. Um, Especially that good. Royal Rumble is on tomorrow, man. But I have to watch it because we got to do Uncaged tomorrow. Oh, it's it's an hour. It's just it's it's an hour. I know, but it's fucking. It can be very. For an hour. I mean, the thing about Rampage is that if you know every match is going to be 15 minutes, you can fast forward through 11 minutes of them. That's true. If you're not watching it live, <laughs> but um, lucky for me, I'm not going to be watching it live. So yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll just fast forward the whole hour <laughs> and end it. But you know what, Jeff? Man, speaking of ending it, I think. Oh well, I actually didn't report that Mark Briscoe ended up getting the win. By the way, of course it. Obviously, no. Wouldn't that have been horrible if? I mean, because that's what Tony Khan usually does: is that the guy who doesn't work for him loses. Oh my god! Can you imagine uh, that? No, I no, no, no. And then again, then we got the we got we got one of Tony's famous hugs. You know, he busts his way through everybody. Is there a photo of that? So we can end up with that. There's got to be, but yeah, somewhere that was the worst. somebody has one, but I, I think that nobody had taste bad enough to actually blast it. But it, <laughs> oh it, my it, God. It, it will, it will be found at, at, at some point. It has to be around. No one's posted it though. Have you noticed that? I haven't seen it around. Uh, I, yeah, I think that maybe everybody realizes maybe not the best idea. Ah, oh, come on, man. He's still cringe even when he. Oh God, have you seen the Akata hug? <laughs> I never I knew he hugged Akata. That is bad. That uh, came up. I don't know. You know. Oh, oh, sorry, dude. Don't, don't worry about him. Just so you know, I can't see him. There's no picture of him hugging Mark Briscoe, believe it or not. Maybe it didn't happen. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's a Mandela maybe. effect. Maybe I made <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. It might be, actually. Maybe I'm the Mandela one that's, that's on the cocaine. I don't know. Oh, maybe the evil dose is on the evil powder. Hey, like, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty bad, actually. <laughs> but still. Uh, but in saying that, Jeff, let's just uh, take it home. 
Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, it is fucking bad coke, and that shit needs to be returned to the dealer. But anyway, where can they find you, man? On Twitter at EcarusFellMD. Um, I've recently lost all of my porn bots, crypto bots, and gambling bots, so a lot of my followers really? got, so I can really uh, use that the, the account back up again. Um, Why? How much did you lose? Uh, like ten thousand. What? Yeah, like 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 eighty. That's a lot still, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, That's I actually awesome. thought that at least half of them were porn bots, crypto bots, and gambling bots. So actually, the fact oh. that, that they only purged like you know seventy-five or eighty from there was actually a, a sort of a pleasant surprise. Anyway, um, you can find me here at the PWC and also the channels that we cross-pollinate with: Channel Attitude, Hami Media Group, PW Hustle, uh, also uh, myself uh, with the Wrestling Soup Network. Uh, my wrestling podcast, which is not with Jimmy T or PWC folks, is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena, though it is here on the PWC. And my non-wrestling podcast are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Uh, Garden of Doom is my uh, Curious Adventures, uh, where I take you through topics that I'm interested in on this earth, within this earth, adjacent to this earth. Uh, outside of this earth and beyond and uh, Garden Views is more topical, usually legal topics um, or policy that I think have some sort of uh, broadband uh, curiosity or interest factor like cryptocurrency or cannabis law and uh, some sort of other things as well so check those show out, I think that you will like them, I believe that it was last week somebody said, strangely addictive <laughs> strangely addictive Right. Indeed it is. Once you go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> you can just keep on going. Yeah, but, uh, rabbit holes. You do, as a matter of fact, a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, though, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network where you can find all our shows and also at channelattitude.com and hummingmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find also exclusive shows on those networks in saying that though i'm jimmy t that's mr jeff or dr jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and maybe watching i'm not sure yet right here on the pwc network and it is the wednesday night skirmish and we're out see you
shut down you know but between then and when I seen him at the hospital God was just telling telling me like I'm on the throne I'm on the throne <laughs> so I seen big man I said hey God is on the throne dad God is on the throne God is on the throne thank you little brother thank you little brother but that's uh so yeah, that's it. And then God asked me, he said, do you believe what you say you believe? He, he got me with that one. I was like, you know, Ooh. <laughs> do you believe what you say you believe? Said, yes, Lord. He said, well, then you already know. Your brother right here with me and he's good. Carry on, carry on. Yeah. But, uh, But, uh, yep, me and Jamie, we was both born down in Salisbury, lived in Laurel, Laurel. Y'all got, got to forgive me, not the best with this, the speaking of the English. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, born in Salisbury, moved up to Laurel. Uh, me and my wife and, and my, my crew, we moved down to Willard's. We, uh, we needed a bigger place, needed some space, but it just kind of reminds me of, uh, we first moved down there, uh, I was uh, taking a little bike ride, right, around the block. There's this little cemetery, little little country graveyard. It's over on the side of the road there. And I seen this guy, he was he was over there, and he was he was kind of down like this, looking at a, a, a gravestone, kind of holding on to it. And so I ride by, I say, morning, he said, Nope, just taking a shit. Boys, but uh, yeah, I want you know his passion. Good lord, 
there was ever a passionate human being, it was Jamin Pugh. And if there was ever a passionate <laughs> professional wrestler, it was Jay Briscoe. He, I mean, if he was something that he chose to do, then he was going to do it full force, 100 miles an hour, like no, no if, ands, or buts. It wasn't going, he was going to do it. I mean, the Bible says, with everything you do, do as you're doing to the Lord, something like that. But that's exactly how he lived his life. I mean, when it came to landscaping, I know there's some landscaping, uh, landscaping customers in here. Man, that boy, it, it, she, good Lord, and me and Dad called him John Henry. You all know the old story of the, of the old boy John Henry said he was going to dig through the mountain before the machine could make it through the mountain. Shoot, that was Jamin there. And and I, I swear to you, he was the uh, he was the head of Pew Lawn Care. He was the uh, the long long care entrepreneur. But uh, I, he'd have been he'd have been much better off if uh, I mean he he, he, could, he wasn't as organized as he you know. <laughs> That wasn't quite his top priority. And he wasn't very good at telling somebody no or no, nah, that's not enough money. Be, ah, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. And like, Come on, chick, we got blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, what are you charging them? He's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, you crazy? No, but, uh, yep, so I mean, that's passion, dude. Passionate. He got passionate about that. Passionate about his pool. Yo, he loved that pool. Good Lord. And shoot, that, that's the, that's the, Funnest place in the world there to put the pool, the pool house. Got a heated pool. They be out there swimming like December, see. But, but uh, you know, the pool, it's family. Good Lord. It's family, it's kids. Like, his, just his passion was amazing. Where anything, coaching, coaching, Pop Warner, what, you know what I mean? Middle school, whatever it may be. Just so passionate about what he did, everything that he did in. Everything he did, he did with such a passion. But his his love and his passion was pro wrestling. You know, I mean, when when we were kids, it was I mean, it was not just a regular feeling of oh, I want to be a wrestler when I grow up. It was like that's all we thought about and all we talked about. And we would sometimes we sitting around. We had like a little. We had a million little inside jokes and songs and jingles and stuff. But I'd be sitting over there watching TV or something, we're bored and we're 11, 12 years old, whatever. And Chamber would be over on the, on the other side of the room. I don't think I was chicken at the time. That was like high school. Hit it right here about high school, I became chicken. But uh, yeah, but he's like, Mark, let's go wrestle on the trampoline. <laughs> like, let's do it. Yeah, but he would go out there and at first we'd have, it wasn't, me versus him, it was, we, uh, okay, we we know that we was wrestling and that we'd both be off the trampoline somewhere and say, for example, Jamin would be waiting, building that tension, and then whoever he was gonna be, he played the music. Turn on, turn on, turn on. Introducing Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he come down to the trampoline, do the entrance. And then my turn, oh, he's just a sexy boy, sexy boy, and his opponent, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And I, I come down there, and so we'd have a whole wrestling card. We we we'd have the whole card, and it was all, and it was rare that we had, like sometimes the main event might have been booked in previous cards. We knew Shawn Michaels and uh, 
Stone Cold might be the main event, but it's always a surprise of who, who next, who next. And I, I would always get him when it was Vader time, baby. It's time! <laughs> it's time! It's Vader time! Time! <laughs> no, but, no, no, but then, so that's what we did when we got home from school. If it, it wasn't a sports season, we that's what we did, you know, till time to go to bed normally. And then we moved from there. And then we started, uh, we, we, we had our own characters. We, we created our own characters and, we, we, and then we started taping it. We had one of the little things that had on Home Alone, the Home Alone 2. We'd find whatever music we wanted and we'd, uh, we'd hold, hold that thingy and play the music right next to the camera as we made our entrance. And, yeah, but so he was, his name was just Dick. <laughs> And it was this dick, you know, and and me and our, our boy Patrick Bell. God, Jay was up there with Pat right now. They they up there chilling right now, feeling no pain. But Pat, me and Pat, we was a uh, we was a unit. We was a team. We was the FBH, the Full Blooded Haitians. <laughs> Ask me why, I don't know. But yeah, so so I was Clef, short for Y Clef, like Y Clef of. Uh, of the Fuji's, but yeah, so it was, it was Dick and Clef, and we used to go to battle. And so that was when we built the ring on top of the trampoline frame, right? Built a ring on top trampoline frame, had the, the, the ropes and all that. And then that's when we started taping, uh, taping the matches, and we're still 13, 14, whatever it may be. Uh, Jara, she would help out, she'd do some, she'd do a little bit of camera work. But uh, Big Man was, uh, he would referee for us, and so. Now, next thing we got, we got to step up, step up to the Indies, you know what I mean? So we're sending our tapes to every league, every wrestling school up and down the East Coast. And we send one down there to uh, somewhere in North Carolina, South Carolina, I can't remember. And they, they hit us back and say, yeah, you guys look like you have a lot of potential. However, you're too young, it's a liability, blah, 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 blah. However, does your referee want to come work for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a big old kick out of that. Yeah, no, but then we did start wrestling. We got Jim Kettner up at ECWA. He, he took us on, trained up at Russell Tech back in the year 2000, we were 15 to 16. And then, you know, the rest is history. Uh, it's crazy, crazy, man. Like, we just, uh, you know, 2022 was a crazy year for us because since uh, Ring of Honor was bought by Sinclair Broadcasting, we kind of we didn't have so many indie dates, so we was just doing Ring of Honor stuff. And uh, I mean, before that, we were going every weekend, going crazy. But then, since Sinclair had announced that they were, uh, you know, back in October last year, 21, when. Uh, Sinclair said, you know, Ring of Honor, as we know, it's going to be going to be coming to an end, which, as we see, we're still rolling. But uh, that's when we got to do indies again. That's when we were free to do ind do independent dates again. And good Lord, 2022, me and Big Man, we called it the gun, more me, Big Man, and Jay, we called it the Guns Blazing Tour because we was rolling, baby, every weekend. I mean, every Friday night we'd be in whatever, Portland, and then Saturday. It was just like back in 2000. 
2003 with the SATs and, and shoot, well, it was it was just a, a crazy feeling. Like, oh man, we started back then. Now here we are, and we back rolling, doing the indies, guns blazing every weekend, boom, boom, boom. And then, uh, and then so uh, Tony bought uh, bought Ring of Honor, and then so it, we kind of settled back down into not having to do the guns blazing so much. But that little window there was just amazing. That 2022, you know, was an amazing year for for the Briscoe brothers, and we had that had the three matches with with uh, with Cash and Dax with FTR boys. They were just so special in that uh, that dog collar match where, man, Jay Briscoe, boy, I tell you, not many of them get not many of them get colored like Jay Briscoe. Good, but goodness, that was and to me, it's just like. There was times when Jamin, because of his passion, he would torment himself because he was a perfectionist. For something that he was passionate about, he was a perfectionist. Like, if we're doing mulch, landscaping, I swear that joker would touch every little giblet of mulch in the whole entire yard with his hands. I'm like, man, you know you can do that with a rake, man. It's a whole lot easier with a rake, a whole lot quicker with a rake. You're sitting there touching every piece of mulch, it's taking too long, but no. But yeah, that's how he was, and so it's just to me, like I mean, he went out, he went out, Jimi Hendrix, man, he went out, Jimi Hendrix, like the greatest, the greatest to ever do it, and it's that's always a subjective thing when it comes to something like wrestling. But hey, for my money, it's the greatest to ever do it right there, and went out, yeah, 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 and went out. At the top of his game and his prime, just coming off of that, he was the, it, I mean, that, you know, that dog collar match, as, as fun, of a, fun, of a, fun of a match that it was. And uh, I mean, just him, if it wasn't for Jay and his buckets of blood that he bled and his, his evil faces and oh man, he was just like, and he was just, that hug he gave me after that match, it was like, oh my goodness, it was, it was something about it. It was just like, man, this is special. I don't, you know, and now here we are a month later and um, we're celebrating the life, you know, celebrating my boy's life. But, uh, you know, and uh, another thing that man, he was more passionate about than anything was God and wanting to be used by God and wanting to be available by God. He was so passionate and so willing that there was times that he went full speed, 100 miles an hour, but he tried to do it with his, his, his own strength, his own, his own ability. And that's not how it goes when you do God's work. You gotta be 100% willing to do it, but you gotta be 100% willing to let God do it. You just gotta be 100% available. Jay, and he'd be the first one to tell you, he tried to do it his way. And he, good Lord, he, I tell you that boy, if there was ever anybody more willing to just, his desire was to do God's will and God's work. Good Lord, the way that he, that God took him from who he was to who he became and how he softened his heart and just, just breathed like the grace and mercy and just gave him a whole, whole new outlook, whole new understanding about who he, he being God, who he was and how he loved everyone single one of us and how he went to die on that cross for every single 
one of us and how it's not a matter of, okay, go ahead, just like Caprice was saying, go ahead, change, and then you can come be a Christian. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. It's come to me and if I want to change you, I'll change you. And I'll do that on my time. That's how God works. It's not, it's not, oh, I can't be a Christian because I'm filling the blank, whatever it may be. No, Jesus is here for you right here, right now, how you are, how you are. And I tell you another thing that Jamin was passionate about, passionate against, let me put it that way. It's gonna throw some of y'all for a loop for a second, but something he was passionately against, religion. You understand what I'm saying? Passionately against religion. When Jesus walked this earth, he had one group of opponents, and that was the religious, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the ones who say, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, then you may come to God. Hey, that's bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? Shoot. Jesus wants you right now how you are. And the thing that's been bringing me to comfort is that, for one, you know, I don't think, oh, I think Jamin, I think Jamin went to heaven. No, I know. And it's like people who don't, don't understand, don't have a relationship with God, haven't given it a chance, whatever it may be. They don't understand, they're like, oh, that's nice. He's using his faith to keep himself strong. Isn't that sweet? Like, nah, y'all don't get it, man. Like when you experience it, when you live it, when you know God, when you feel God, when you talk to God, when he talks to you, then that is when it's real. That's when it's real. It ain't no, ain't no shadow of a doubt. Ain't no, oh, I hope. But I mean, if I thought that Jamin was gone, if I thought that I was not gonna see him again, then I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to certain freaking do anything. I wouldn't be able to get up out of bed in the morning. But I know, man, it's that peace that surpasses understanding. I know that he's there. He's already there in the upper room <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's it. I know he's there. He went before us. And when we get there, when we get there, we're going to look over our shoulder and there's going to be a whole rack of people, 100,000, 10,000. I don't know. That's also going to be there because of what's going on right now. Because of what's going on right now. This is a drop in the ocean. A drop in the ocean of eternity is what this life is. A mist. One little from the spray bottle. Mist. Vapor in the wind. That's what this life is. I mean, in a hundred years, who who's still who's still gonna be alive in a hundred years? Which one of y'all? I mean, I'm not saying somebody might pull it out. I see Uncle Bobby there. Uncle Bobby might pull it out. <laughs> but a uh, hundred years from now, where we all gonna be? I mean, I plan on being in the ground. I mean, Jesus Jesus come back before then, and we go up before then. Then you know what I mean? That that's the crazy thing about what the Bible says. The end times, and hey, folks, we are in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter of humanity, which, you know, that's not always a pleasant thought, but it kind of helps in this situation. It's like, you know, we all going, we all going to the same place. 
we all go into the well, we all go in, we all go into the afterlife. Like the priest said, there's a, a couple different places that people can go. And look, I'm gonna say this: this is also something that religion has wrong, man. Like people say, okay, the only way that you're going to heaven is if you say the sinner's prayer in. You know, and I hey, I tell you one thing: you say the sinner's prayer, confess and believe. That I guarantee you, that's a stamp ticket. You're going that you got it. But you're like, oh, how about the person who ain't never heard of Jesus in the jungles and wherever South America, this, that, the other? That's not fair. That's not fair. They go to hell. Like, no, that's not what the Bible says, man. That might be what religion says. But uh, man, I remember when this I first read this verse. It made me. I I read it and then I was taking a little nap. Britt will tell you, it made me jump out my chair when I when it hit me. What it what it meant is uh, it's in Proverbs. It says Proverbs verse twenty four. I'm sorry, chapter twenty four, verse twelve. It says, if you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who considered who weighs the hearts consider it? Talking about God. So I'm gonna start over. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Hey, that's that's big there. That's big there. That's why a lot of people don't don't come to God. Because they think, oh, why would I want to come to a God who just abandons people who just, by no fault of their own, never heard of Jesus? Like, that's not God. That's not God. That's putting God in a box. Like, God ain't going to fit in a box. I don't care what box it is. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. I love my brother. I love all y'all. And this is, he did not live in vain. He did not die in vain. We're going to carry on. And uh, I'm going to close to just one more scripture I got here. And uh, y'all, that's going to be it for me. But, uh, you know, so, you know, Isaiah 55 verse 8 says for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are my ways let me start over <laughs> for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts this is all part of a bigger plan man if we can see these like standing on the street corner watching the parade as it passed. You see the fancy cars, and you see the marching band, and you see the floats. But if you're looking at it from a blimp, you can see the beginning of it and the end of it. Like that's, that's think of that perspective. It's eternity, man. We're talking about eternity here. And uh, hey, don't miss out. Don't miss out. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. It could be the biggest, most delicious cake that you've ever seen sitting right on the table. But it ain't getting in your belly unless you go eat it. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't going to get in your belly unless you eat it. Hey, I love all y'all. Thank all y'all for coming out. It, it's so heartwarming. And Jay, last thing he wants us to do, that's last thing he ever wants was sympathy. That's the hardest-headed, good Lord, bull-headed joker I ever met in my life. And so, uh, yeah, let's carry on for him. And, hey, I love y'all. Ah, boy.
Bye, boy. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.